and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast brought to you by the Adventure Archive. My name is Ryan. And I'm Throb Harding. My Himbo name. That's a Himbo name. <laughs> and today uh, we're going to be going over Himbos of Myth and Metal by Max Wellander. Max Wellander. <laughs> Max Lander. One of, it's one of those things. It's Max Lander. So, um... Uh, wonderful, fantastic game. We just had a, a wonderful discussion with Max on our previous episode. So if you listen to this, make sure you go back and check that one out. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, so love this fucking game. Yeah, super stoked to talk about this one. Um, I like it is very it is very funny because uh, we just we oscillate so hard between like games that are like brutal and like just you getting annihilated in the very dark setting to like, yeah, you're fucking beautiful buff himbos that you're not going to die. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, I, I love that, that the, the variety of games out there by the variety of creators out there are absolutely fantastic. And this is such a perfect example of, of a fun, well done game where you can be like a little bit goofy and like have just a really good time with it. Absolutely, and yeah, I, I'm uh, stoked to go to this one. And like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I mean, we're both, I, I, so we're both a little edge lordy, but obviously, I'm far more than you. Um, so I like the brutal death blood games. Obviously, like Slipgate Two Point <laughs> was so amazing. I'm sad you missed that one. You still need to read it. Um, but Kirby, thank you so much from uh, Kirby from Disaster Tourism for coming on. Shout and Kirby. That. Yeah, Kirby is the shit. Um, but uh, to go from Slipgate Choke Point to Himbos of Myth and Metal, um, if you're listening to this in a row, you're going to get a bit of a whiplash on that, but uh, in a good way, in a really, really fun way. Um, so uh, I don't think we're doing anything else. I don't have anything to spotlight. Do you want to just I... hop into the... No, I don't think I have anything. I feel like there might be things, but I'm not prepared, so I'm not going to worry there, about it There's anyway. got to be some, you know, whatever. We're going to get to Maybe next week. midnight tonight. I'm going to sit up in bed and be like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there was this one. Um, no, um, we are, we're solid on that. So let's just, let's cop right into fucking Himbos and Myth and Metal. Um, I think the most important thing is like right when we hop in, like, you know, after, after the, the front page, you know. I agree. It's, hyper, it's hyperlinked, so. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And not only that, uh, it's 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 got bookmarks, but we will get to that in just a moment. First of all, this is we we just tapped in. If you're listening in podcast world, uh, definitely check out the cover art for this. I absolutely love the art style for this. I love the font choice for this. I love that. I'm it looks just like... now realizing us talking about the cover art and the font was before the interview started, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, oh, I'm fucking so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Listen, our resident himbo here. Um, but <laughs> looking at the book itself, I love the the textures that they put around um, the the cover. I love the texture on it, um, as in like the page, the colors, and everything has like a the parchmenty paper feel of the paper texture to it. Um, and I love the way that that was put onto the cover. I really enjoy this when they when 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 covers have this like beat up but not beat up aspect to it. Yeah. Like it looks beat up, but my book can still stay pristine. I really really enjoy that. And the cover <laughs> art itself is is 
really, really beautiful and fantastic. Um, these two himbo characters, you know, uh, one, well, I guess both technically shirtless, um, uh, skeletons coming up behind, like it's, it's, it's a whole situation that's really, really fantastic. And I really love uh, the font choice in it. But as you said, going in on top of that, too, can we just talk about the color purple that was used throughout this as well? Oh, yeah. Super great accent color. Like that very good minimal that we love. Um, actually, this whole book is like a really it reminds me of like obviously it's supposed to be like a classic RPG. But it reminds me of picking up like an older like three like D&D three or before book and being like, oh, yeah, like look how like the color palette is like very minimal. Um, except this doesn't have terrible art in it like those old D&D books do. This has good art. Um <laughs> Um, right on the first page here too, we got created by Maxwell Lander, um, huge bore.games, um, edited by Aaron motherfucking King, um, art by Mary Verhoeven, um, and all the, um, the links to that, eh, they should link, but they don't, um, but, uh, then we get to the index, which is hyperlinked. Gotta love that. Love it. Really fantastic. Um, you know, uh, necessary, I feel, in 2023. Um, and it's really nice to see it. And again, as I said, look at this. We open this shit up. I click on this little thing here. And there are bookmarks all the way through. Really fantastic. Love to see it. Yeah. You know, here on the Weekly Scroll Podcast, um, I, I, I'm making a list of all the games that have hyperlinked their shit now because I won't shut the fuck up about it. Uh, you are welcome, TTRPG hashtag family. So um, this is uh, playing Himbos and Myth and Meadow. So um, let's also talk about the the layout. We, the purple is beautiful throughout, but the simplicity. One thing that struck me, and and then we'll we'll bounce back to something else, is one of the things we talk about in uh, the game reviews are the art and style. And a lot of times it's like one thing that I remember bringing up a lot is blank space on the bottom that could be filled with art or something like that. Right. Right. I feel like this is the opposite of that. And this is how you can have like big empty spaces on your page and have it look right. It reminds me of the into the odd layout a little bit where there is a lot of empty space. Right. But it it's looks like very good. Cent- it's very like center justified everything. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It feels good. It's like breathing room, you know, like, yeah. It's so incredibly readable, um, and Ugh. which is almost the other thing that we said about Into the Odd too. It's just like I, I don't know. I have like, sorry, I've not done. But when there's so many words on the page, my little ADHD brain is like, that's a lot of stuff, man. You're gonna skip. A, you're not gonna read straight, right? You're gonna skip around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's like chunked out on the page, I'm like, perfect. I love this. <laughs> that's. Ex- I mean, and that's exactly what it is. It's not. It's not two columns of of size 10 black and white like just stuff it's it's you know and and i understand like to a point like if you make a 300 page game you like you need the space yeah. you're gonna have to do that and another reason we like light games but as as hunter said if we switch to like page four for example right there's three paragraphs for the most part on this page they're not centered they're on the left. They're not centered in the page. It's a little bit yeah. down to the left. It is a perfect use of space for the layout in this to feel, as you said, super readable. 
Um, and uh, the other thing too is, as I said, the parchment background. White on black is the most, re like, it is the most readable. It is math like scientifically the most readable fucking thing, right? But staring at black font on a white page, I feel like it's burning my fucking eyes out. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. on a screen. Yeah, there is so, like this parchment off white. I'm like, oh, this is very, like, it's very readable. Uh, yeah. It's, it's awesome so nice on the eyes. Like, it looks nice. The font is, like, one of my favorite fonts ever. It's a nice oh, yeah, you, I think font. you specifically said that also before we even started. Yeah. It's like M. It's like M. Is fell. It M I don't fell? know. If, I, capital I, capital M. Fell. Like, it's it's unquite. I write almost exclusively in Cambria or M. Fell. I can't tell you how much I hate Arial. Times New Roman I'm also a fan of. I was I saying, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Times New Roman guy. So. I love Times New Roman. I love a nice serif. It's I don't want to read. You know? I don't want to read, and I don't want to read in a non-serif font. I just really don't enjoy doing it. I hate the only thing I hate more than Arial is Calibri. Windows, stop defaulting to Calibri. Seriously. Um, so, anyway, so this game. Anyway. So, so, so this is a game. All the way Listen, layout. Back. Layout is uh, a, is an important part of the game. Totally. So we're talking. About. I understand that conversation started about layout. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't turn um, into fuck Ariel. Um, so, what is a himbo? Um, what is a himbo to you? What is a him a himbo to me? I don't know. I like. I always, I I really love the term himbo, and I always you know aspire to himboism. You know the 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 simple smiley, um, good hearted, um, big guy. You know, um, mm. it's hard. I'm Doesn't only have like to five. be big. Yeah, I'm only five seven, so I'm glad to hear that. Um, but yeah, um, you are big, big arms, big tits, big thighs, big bridge. Uh, your big where it matters. Uh, in addition to a heaving, throbbing body glistening lightly with a thin sheen of pleasantly fragrant perspiration. Or perspirant, you have one singular unifying trait. Come hell or high water, you're going to help. Um, yeah, and the Himbos of Myth Metal is a high fantasy, high camp um, role playing game of epic bodily proportions for two five players, uh, one of whom will be uh, the game guide um, to play. You're going to need the stuff that you need to play. To play um, game, yeah. it, uh, below this, it says that the word Himbo is a gender neutral term. Um, its counterparts are Bimbo and Thembo. Um, you're encouraged to take whatever title feels uh, right or nice for the character that you're playing. Um, yeah, I like. I, I don't know. I feel like like bimbo himbo is like a is a you know for you know previously when I was a child, if you called somebody a bimbo, it was an insult. But now you just mean like a really hot, pleasant person. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Like I like i don't think that i'm dumb but i am very straightforward i do see most problems as nails and i am a hammer so like you know i very much vibe with the himboism if you watch any of our actual plays where i'm a character um except maybe inside that's the first time i've been like a little more subtle but i'm the guy who's like just blow it up let's just go we'll just go straight through the door but literally our first creator cut with with micah there was a whole fucking dungeon to do we got through like two rooms you're like oh just drop a bob by like the nuclear core or whatever <laughs> We win, and it's just like okay, good. We All right, it. well, I guess we solved that problem. So, <laughs> hey, listen, Michael was done anyway, man. He was like, "That's hey, cool. I had to get off anyway." <laughs> it works. We do what we need to do. <laughs> but yeah, so, so uh, yeah, I think uh, also I like I like the high camp thing. Like I think, mm -hmm. um, like there is a natural inclination at your table to like 
be goofy it's even like dark settings and stuff like there is like a kind of like especially like in Markborg or whatever you have like this kind of gonzo thing but i think giving characters like straight like hey this is a campy game like be corny be campy be over the top um and be good like i think it's a great way to set up a game you know i yeah. i feel like my table my the goofball bastard table i run would take this and be like oh yeah fuck yeah absolutely they would run yeah. with this yeah yeah I, you know, and I do like, I, I, and I think there is a difference between Camp and Gonzo, but I do think yeah, that there in the is same, a difference. But they're in the same realm of 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 play. Like I would call them different play styles, but they're 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 similar. Like it's yeah. just it's just it's more the context of of what they're in for. And I I really I love both. Like I like, I also want to play a game that's like super serious and super edgy and super fucked or whatever, but. Not all the time. And like you said, it's really hard to keep that going all the time because yeah. at some point you're going to sit and take. I was, I was, I was, I'm realizing as we get deeper into TTRPGs, like both you and I and just like me and my own practice, I really like playing the super hardcore games. Um, but I love running the very jovial, like over the top goofball shit, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I, I feel like I had something I was going to say and I totally forgot. So I'm just not going to worry about it. Um, Sorry, but, I can't jump uh, in. Oh, no, you're good. Um, the nope, it's gone. But I, I completely agree with you. Like, it's fun to 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 to, to run those. Uh, what's really nice about, you know, here on the Adventure Archive is I used to GM a ton. I haven't in a long time. I'm going to start it up again. But we have Jason uh, who runs a lot of great games. And we've got to play a lot of fantastic games. He's running Merkborg. He's running our Cyborg, stuff like that. So it, it's nice to be a player when I was a forever GM for a really long time. And, um, oh, that was my point. So as a GM, no matter how serious you make something, at some point, like, you can take 10 minutes to pick an NPC name. Right and craft it so there's nothing that anyone could say about it, and there's still no other to make this a dick joke. joke. <laughs> they're gonna turn it into a dick joke. So like, it, it, it's nice to embrace the Gonzo, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people really loved about Merkborg when it first came out is that it is a dark dying world, but there is that Gonzo aspect of it that keeps it from being like completely one note, um, and that people can be weird and get gonzo with it and have a good time and being goofy at the table doesn't feel wrong you're just goofy in a dark way and i feel like this is kind of the opposite you're just like in this you're you're you embrace that kind of like goofiness in like a fun light-hearted like you said helpful way like i just feel yeah. like these characters are just like big empathetic like I think the, the defining thing the entire time is just that line here that says, like, you're hot, but come hell or high water, you're going to help. And I, I love that idea of just. Of, yeah, it's, of it's 1990s daytime adventure TV. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that's it's great. I think it's when all the shows were on, like, Beastmaster and stuff like that. But yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. So, uh, himbos I are. I was there when the old magic was written, you know? Yeah. <laughs> himbos are super hot, super dumb, well-meaning, earnest, honest, and selfless, always available to help, even if they do not understand the problem, good-looking in all lighting conditions, understanding in the way that they listen and care, not in the way that they understand, and mega hot. Uh, they rarely embody traits such as selfishness, greed, pride, cruelty, malice, harmful, skinny-legged. Uh, the verdict is still out on lust, though they're almost always the object of it. Um, but yeah, and that is that is this game. There's a lot of, I feel like there's um, a lot of like really, really good write-up to the beginning of it to make sure yeah. that everyone understands the core. Not totally. too much, but it's you really great. Yeah, you know where you're going with this. You know what your character is supposed to be. Um, you know, like, what a himbo is. And I like this next part where it kind of, like, I, like Max kind of, like, acknowledges, like, previously, like, himbos are, like, side characters, sidekicks. This is, like, 
no, you're like, you're the hero this time, uh, my yeah. my fellow himbo. Well, um, and then as we go through, like, there's a part where it literally says, like, one of the one of the like the the worst things for himbos are heroes because you know if you do too much stuff and get too many scars you basically become a hero because you've got too like you you just get bad vibes you're just full of bad vibes and you become a hero or um or they're the danger you know always getting you into it so it's it's really great um this game exists to create a space where the ticket to center stage is being helpful, kind, unreasonably good looking and in possession of a brain resembling the exterior of a hard boiled egg. So your soft brain, your, your nice smooth, smooth brain. Nice and smooth. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> no wrinkles um, in this brain. Yeah, it's great. And again, the players craft well-meaning and potentially well-endowed characters of might, magic and legend. So it's it really enforces over and over in the meeting. You're big, you're dumb, you're fun and you're good. And that is what you do. So it's it's really fantastic. And again, I love the empty space all throughout this book. Like it's so fucking readable. Like and it's enjoyable to read in the way that like every time it's a new point, it's a new page. And it's yeah. my ADHD brain, it was so easy to yeah. read this book. You know? Um and the the quote I love the spell that I would like to cast is Cuisinart, says Clay, comma, just clay. Yeah, just yeah. clay. Fantastic. So, and again, <laughs> the, the the purple on this. And so, going back to the book real quick. First of all, the book is fantastic. As I said, it's got like the the kind of texturedness to it. But one of the things. So the thing we talked about a lot in in layout is um, uh, hyperlinks and bookmarks. It's navigation for the book. The the thing that we can't really ding, but is always a nice little plus in physical books is a nice ribbon. Guess what this book's got? It's a nice, beautiful purple ribbon. The same color purple nice. that's throughout. It's a very, this is the beautiful we color purple. We love a good and, ribbon. Oh, the ribbon is so nice. So that's a that's a nice little layout, you know, bonus that you get uh, from the physical book as well. Highly recommend grabbing the physical book. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, this is playing himbos. Um, and I think this art here is the art on your background, right? We got some uh, some himbo action. It is. Yeah. Um. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah, uh, himbos uh, shares a structure with many RPGs, right? So there's the guide, which is your game runner, referee, not the one that is everyone knows the other ones. Um, then you have the players. Um, who are your PCs? Uh, they describe their characters. So, like, I'll actually read it up. Um, the guide describes the world, the people, and its sensory elements of the player's surroundings, um, and the actions, reactions of other people. Um, the players describe their own characters, their own reactions, their own th thoughts and feelings. Um, sometimes these conversations will be had in character with the uh, with the guide uh, acting as NPCs, and sometimes they'll just be purely descriptive. Um, uh, often. Um, the play style of your table will determine how in character these games are. You can easily add visual tools like maps and illustrations to enhance uh, these conversations, but it's not necessary. Love that. Nice, simple. We love a simple yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we have our takes on what is an RPG. I feel like if you're going to do it, this is a way to do it. Quick, one page, move on, and then, you know, eh, two pages. Um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, two to four hour sessions, you know, you got mechanics, you got you got stuff to do, um, take breaks, you know, listen to your table and uh, and that's it. So getting into the mechanics of the game, 
Um, this game, first of all, is super light. We've talked about this numerous times. Uh, this is the about the number of rules that's really enjoyable in a game where you can have enough rules to guide you, but not hold you down. You know, they yeah. get out of their own way, which is fantastic. And uh, this is a D20 roll under, which is your favorite. I do love a good roll under. Um, this is a very... Uh... I, I'd like Troika S roll under, right? You add a bunch of things together and that's what you roll under. Um, you have your stat, your gear, your skill, and you roll under that. Love yep. that. Nice, nice Love. and simple. Yeah, super easy. And and that's the thing that's really great about like target numbers and things like that in a roll under system or uh, or Slipgate. Chokepoint actually did a really good roll over system that used similar target numbers, which which was nice to see. But the great thing about D20 roll under is there's no derived stats. Like I, when you roll up like 3D6 to give you a number that gives you a different number that you then have to do, yeah. and then you have to roll a number that is arbitrarily decided in a rough structure by a GM on the, you know, you have to get over a 15, but I got a 14. Okay, you fail. That's not compelling. That's not fun. It's not enjoyable. And for multiple ways, this game makes those kind of things great. D20 yeah. roll under fixes that problem because you roll your stat and then you just roll under that stat. So your target number is always for you without having to derive a bunch of stuff for it. So that's really nice. Nice and clean. Um, obstacles could be combat based, social, skill based, all of those kind of things. Um, but it all comes down to the same things. Um, and uh, But you roll when having an uncertain outcome would add fun, drama or enjoyment. Um, and generally, the guide does not roll. Instead, they describe how NPCs act, what's happening in the environment, and the players roll to respond, act or react. That's up Love here that. for me, baby. Let me tell you, I don't roll any dice on this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, the other great thing about having games where the GMs don't generally roll a lot of the times is it makes it feel less um, confrontational. You know, yeah, which is really totally. nice. It, yeah, it's all. I mean, I, yeah, the the onus is on the players. Like I'm just describing the things that happen. So, yeah. and that's one thing Not I love about two D six. You got hit in the face. That's your fault. <laughs> exactly right. That's one thing I love about the two D six or or any system where the player role gives a GM roles is that literally the thing that's happening to you is a consequence of the role that you made entirely. Like I'm not having to um uh specifically attack back or do anything like that you know it's all based on uh, the repercussions of your actions so um there's a couple optional rules for rolling um advantage and disadvantage is exactly what it always is if you've ever played an rpg you know you just roll two of the thing and take the higher the lower the dice chain thing though um so so i'm gonna read this yeah it's interesting yeah. so so yeah so the dice chain if advantage and disadvantage is too big a shift so we, we know about this too. D20 advantage and disadvantage is roughly five points mathematically um, over time. Um, uh, consider having players roll dice other than the D20. To make a roll easier, use a die with fewer sides, i.e. from a D20 to a D12. To make a roll harder, roll multiple dice at once and add the results together. For example, add a D4 or a larger die to a typical D20 roll. This requires some probability calculation on the fly for the guide, but sometimes it's fun to throw a handful of weirdly shaped plastic, you know? While I agree, I would not do this. No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it by any stretch of imagination, but I feel like this, I like how uncomplicated um, the roll under system is, and I feel like this just is for those people that maybe do want to add like a little bit more crunch yeah. or complication to it. 
Um, I'm also bad at math. I don't want to worry about probabilities or anything like that. So um, I, it's cool that it's here. Uh, uh, I think it definitely has its place, um, but I would just play as is. Mm. Ah, so Max says this exists solely so that they can use their DCC dice for another game. There we go. Perfect reason to have something in there. Um, Amazing. The window... <laughs> Didn't get to the window of error. What did you think when you first read this? I was hoping that you were going to read this so we could go back over it. I will. So the window of error. Himbo's is not a strict pass-fail system. There is a small window for each stat that should a roll fall within results in something more... Should a roll fall within results in something more complicated than success or failure. <clears throat> this is called the window of error, or I guess whoa. you would say, whoa. Um, uh, in a roll, if a roll would fail equal to or over target, but is within the whoa range of the applicable stat, the roll instead succeeds, but with a complication. Woes are calculated relative to stat score with higher woes having uh, higher scores having a larger woe. Woes are calculated for the base stat only. Calculations should not include bonuses from gears or skills. So uh, stat score versus window of error. On a 1 to 4, the window is 1. On a 5 to 8, the window is 2. On a 9 to 12, the window is 3. On a 13 to 16, 4. 17 to 25. For example, a stat of 5 would generate a woe on a roll of 5 or 6. On a stat of 16 would be in the woe on rolls of 16 through 19. So I read it. What are your thoughts? I understand the concept, but I could, I would, wouldn't mind a couple more working examples. I love this so much. Yes. I do really like, so I do like, there's like, oh yeah, like there's a, there's a window of numbers where it's like you hit here and things are just going to go way off the rails. Yeah, you know, I so um, uh, Christian just said it reads more complicated than it is. I don't think it does, but I think that's because this is the style of game I like to play. And yeah. so we all know, you're D twenty roller, I'm two D six. If you listen to the podcast, that's how it fucking works. So complications on rolls and not fail states, but like yes ands, yes buts kind of things yeah. um, are are where two D six really lives. You know, and I love this idea because we've talked about it over and over and over again, where you say. Like, don't don't gatekeep things that the players need. Right. So, like, if you if you need the players to have information, have them roll a roll. Right. But you roll a 15 or your DC is set at 15. The players roll a 14. Well, they don't have the information. What this I feel allows you to do is give that information, but maybe not all of it. You know, yeah. like I think that there is um, uh, literally the next page is an entire page of examples. So going over that, if you're a player coming from a traditional gaming background or totally new to the hobby, graduated successes might feel tricky to wrap your mind around to help. Here are some examples. So um, what is the one that I really liked? So uh, when rolling on the woe while searching for information, a character might receive a mix of truth and fabrications, or they might get specific details about where the information could be found, but not the information itself. So I love it. I love yeah. complications as a play style. And the a D20 roll under with a window for complications is such a good fucking yeah. game. I really love that. And I really love that it's in Himbos of Myth and Metal. Like, this is how I would love to run D20 games, really. Like, this yeah. is exactly what I would do. 
So uh, a couple other examples for those is an attack roll on the woe often involves a character who made the roll taking some damage. Maybe their opponent struck back at them, an environmental hazard was activated, or they even injured themselves. Um, another one, cooking dangerous unknown food could be safe to eat when they cook, but when cooked in the woe, but the taste might not be so vile. So I I really love this. Is this something that you would throw into your D20 system or would you yeah, I'm really writing it down. I'm it? writing it down. So yes, obviously. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, reference himbos. D20 yeah, page 11 yeah. yeah 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 i i love it i love it i again the the reason i love 2d6 is for this exact thing so to create like what is really I and mean, what really is like maybe it does read a little bit more complicated but is a really easy way to do it um yeah. is a great way to have this like expanding window of of potential complications that could just make things more interesting i feel like the thing I love most about complications is that it drives the story forward. You never get to point where you just go, you fail. And everyone just goes, okay, now what? Like this allows for that forward momentum. And again, yeah. that's really, really It's good enjoyable. to bake that in. I think at this point I've gotten in the, in the habit of being like, okay, well you failed that. So here's what's happening now. Um, but I think like somebody coming from like the dragon game or like they're like, they're trying to just enter the space, like having a baked in is like, oh yeah, no failure doesn't stop things. Failure moves mm -hmm. things and just in maybe not in the direction you were planning on moving things yeah. um yeah so and there is, is and there is cool. still and there is still a fail state which d which d20 systems really like and yeah. all, all system too you know even 2d6 has six you just fail um but I, I i really enjoy the window and the cool thing too is like you can always expand that window for for easier games or narrow that window for harder games too so yeah depending absolutely. on how you want to do it so i i really love that and like you said i love that it's really baked in um, so damage is also, so this is a really interesting, different game. Like it's not, this is not a dragon game or like an OSR dragon game clone or something like that. Yeah. Like the mechanics are very different. And I would, I would, even if I was, wasn't going to play it as himbos, I would run a like any setting, like using this as like a D20 system. Um, so uh, damage is different too. So all damage rolls default to 1d6, which is subtracted from a character's heart, um, which we'll get to. And this includes um, damage dealt by himbos and damage dealt to himbos. Certain abilities might call for more or different dice, such as a special ability of a big hitter. Um, if something is particularly damaging, guides can add another d6 or move up the dice chain. Going back to the dice chain situation, so d6, d8, d10, d20, but avoid adding bonuses and unnecessary math to the process. A dragon's fire breath might seem to call for many large dice, but remember that the character's maximum heart is 20, so everything is already dangerous. d8 or d10 damage is probably enough to make the players think twice about technical source of that damage. I feel like this is such an easy, good way to simplify a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like the, the kind of static nature of like, yeah, it's 20 HP, you know, you're like counting on a die. It's like, well, perfect. And like, it's easy to throttle down damage or like consistently. Um, you don't need to throttle much higher. Um, yeah, I think this like takes a lot of like, um, oh God, there's so much thought that goes into so many other games that you play as a game master. This is like, no, don't worry about that. You can be a himbo game master as you play this, honestly. <laughs> I was, that's exactly what popped into my head. I'm like, you don't need to be a fucking genius. Like it's literally laid out in such an easy way. Yeah, it's just, it's really enjoyable. Like it's really clean. It's just really, um, 
Like if you're if you're a player that loves rolling dice and throwing a fat fucking bag of dice, you know, these this rule set might not particularly be for you, but I love rolling as few dice as possible to get to totally. where I'm need trying to, go. to play the game, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Like listen, I know that we all love our shiny math rocks, our our fancy pieces of plastic. Our clickety clacks, really, yeah. Yeah, our little click clacks. That's really cool, but like I'm trying to collectively tell a story with my drunk buddies at a table <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the other thing is you can you can have a couple with this and not really worry about it so it's fantastic so um and now we're getting to game time in focus sometimes event require perceptive slowing of time tense action-packed moments like combat sure but also important conversations delicate and fiddly tasks or the preparation of an intricate meal we call these moments in focus. When the game is in focus, time is slowed, actions are deliberate and ordered, and resolution is measured moment to moment. To determine the order of actions when in focus, have one called rolls breast. Yep, because that's stat, it's breast. Uh, those who succeed go before the guide, and all and those uh, who fail go after. This is another really smart way to bake in initiative, not only for combat, but for the game. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I remember, and we talked about this before, I remember reading this game and being like, this is really fucking good, and then hitting you up and be like, how do you feel about himbos? And you're like, oh, fuck yeah, we need to do that one. Yeah. And this is the reasons why. Like, it's just so well done and well thought out with a yeah, really for, good For a game that's intent. about being beautiful and dumb, it sure is a, it sure is a smart game. <laughs> you know, yeah. it sure is an intelligently yeah. made game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really um, do enjoy the in-focus moments. I think that's a really cool um, way to, like, set up I mean, like a lot of maybe potentially very cinematic moments, you know, or like, um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. It's, it's cool. It's cool, guys. Um, feats of heart. So himbos can use their heart to accomplish seemingly or literally supernatural effects. To do so, determine the cost of your effect by answering the questions below. Roll under your current heart. Uh, to see if the effects go off as planned. Um, if the rolls fail. Um, roll on the weird effects, magical and mundane table. Regardless of success or failure, subtract the cost from your heart after the roll. The flavor and style of a himbo's prowess of heart can be described by the players as they wish. Acts of sheer willpower, supernatural spells, dumb big luck. There you go. So cost calculator. For each question you answer yes to, increase the effects cost by one and i like this i i like lists like this you know uh yeah. various games use things like this for various things a lot of them will use lists like this for like xp at the end of sessions um i like the use of this for um for cost doing big fun things so uh does the effect target more than one person more than five is the effect intended to harm does the effect involve a space larger than five feet does it displace more than 20 pounds does the effect involve healing are you calling or crafting an element that is not already present and like every time you every answer to that you increase the difficulty of the thing so like a godlike thing where you're literally like like healing the entire room by calling down like a 30 foot ball of light that also fries every bad thing in it. It's going to be really fucking hard to do. You yeah. Know? But uh, just jumping over that chasm, you know, it, it, it's a little bit easier. I, I love the scales of success in this, which are really enjoyable. And we should uh, go ahead and this next page is going to be the weird effect of magic, magical and mundane table that we were just referring to. We should go ahead and roll on it. Yeah, um, roll it. Roll, roll that beautiful bean footage, man. So, weird effects, magical and mundane. Calling forth and controlling the chaos of the heart doesn't always go according to plan. Um, when a feat of the heart fails, roll below. What, 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 what you got there? 
I rolled five smoke bills from you until you bathe. <laughs> smoky boy. Smoky, smoky boy. You know what? I actually, I love a lot of these tables. I'm going to bring up a die too, and yeah. I'm just going to throw out a, a, well. a d20. Um, I got a 13. So every piece of glass within 10 feet of you shatters. Cool. cool. 20 is really um, cool. Um, I don't know if you've read the, the, you summon a creature from another realm, describe it and roll a D6 to determine its qualities. And you can get something that's strong and helpful um, or something that can follow any trail um, mm. or something that's frail and requires constant care. It's just like a baby, you know? <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. You know, you know what would be interesting? Have you, um, I know this is a, a tangent, but have you read, um, oh my God. You know, I, I think it's called read. this chat. I know. Um, so I'll read to you sometime. I think it's called this this child of mine. Um, why am I blanking on uh, what the actual name for it? Um, but it is uh, it is an adventure from uh, Nate Tream. Um, what child is this? Um, that the second I read this, I was like, if someone rolled this, I would immediately just convert to what child is this from Natrium and literally just give them like a god baby that they now need to take care of and, and all the things that come cool. from it. That would be, that'd that'd be that's, so, a, that's a cool adventure right there, you know? Yeah. But uh, that that's what I thought of this. And that it's such a good Again, it's good. And I love, I can't remember what they're called, but when there's a table inside of a table, like you roll a 20 to roll nested. a d6. Yeah, a nested oh, table. Give me some of those nests. So this is the um, Magical Weird Effects Table D20. There's a lot of them that are also really good. Like a crown of flowers sprouts on your head. Like, fuck yeah. Why the fuck not? <laughs> um, and then another quote here. I, Everlasting Gobstopper the Orb, says Bolt Hogan. So Bolt Hogan. Really, really great. Hell yeah. Bolt Hogan. So uh, making your himbo, another great piece of art here. Um, there is uh, people finding a giant treasure chest. There is uh, a cobalt lizard folk person. Um, it's it's cool. It's a great. Yeah, I, lo I love the art style. I think it's perfect for this game. Hell yeah. So, uh, so stats. Stats. Go for it. There's some interesting stats in this one. Um, so you have four main stats. And what's interesting is you roll 2d8 to generate those stats. Um. So yeah, there's um, breasts, lips, thighs, and hands. Um, Steps are narratively abstract, um, inspiring multiple interpretations um, and applications. The guide can feel free uh, not to specify or not to request a specific stat for a role, and the players can then apply like their stat in a creative way, which I think is a very open-ended way of using stats. I feel like in other games we're so boxed in with how like oh it's an intelligence role, but like to be like yeah here's the problem you're going to roll for it's like yeah cool I'm gonna um you know use my powerful thighs uh to lift the problem um yeah i just think it's uh very very funny and uh, on brand uh, that it's uh lips legs uh thighs and hands um yeah so uh <laughs> while it's harder to talk your way out of trouble with your thighs and your lips um the more resi uh, resilient success or failure might be more narratively rewarding uh, this is the goal of the game. It's like, this is just a, like the narrative is everything. Um, and the yeah. mechanics are really just a way to reinforce like this yeah. narrative. Um, and, yeah. I, and I love breast lips, breasts, lips, thighs, and hands is such a fantastic set of roles, you know? And if you, to, to, yeah. to get where that came from, we did ask Max in the interview. So check out the previous episode for that, but I love it. And I love that there's intentionally not a, um, brain stat. In any of this, yeah, no, which is really no, fantastic. No, 
No, there's not. Um, and I do, I do like this idea that um, you can use the stat that that feels right for it because on the next page, and we'll go over it in a second. Like uh, this is very open ended, but there is like a bit of structure for people that yeah. um, want. And and one thing that I think that this game does a lot too is basically say like. This is the game, but like if you're coming from a trad space, here's how you can kind of like ease into it, which is really, really great writing and intent from Max to, to put those things in. Um, but uh, it, it also talks about like, you know, uh, you can sneak with lips, which is really cool. There, The example given is that like use your lips roll to put your your to carry your knife in your mouth so that you have all of your hands free and stuff to to, to crawl across the ground that's such a good open and really, smart yeah. way to use all the stats <laughs> you know um very funny really really cool um and then there are uh there's a page here that has the four stats with their little pictures there's got a a, a nice a nice boob on it um, the lips, the thighs, and the hands. And it says, for those that are used to more of a scaffolding of support, breasts are courage, emotions, faith, fortitude, and toughness. Um, lips are persuasion, communication, charisma, and performance. Thighs are brawn, athletic, strength, and combat. And hands are skills, dexterity, use of tools, and grabbing. Um, I love it. Me too. Yeah. I also th I like the fact it's like, yeah, they can definitely be those things, but also... Uh, <laughs> they could be a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I like, just explain I like to me how you're using it, you know? Yeah, I like when there when there are stats given that are more open-ended, that uh, allow for more interpretation. I think um, uh, Orbital Blues does it really well with the stats that they pick. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, when you first read it, you're just like, what? And then they explain it to you a little bit, and you're like, oh, like, I can do so much with this one, you know? Because with breasts, there's a big difference between courage and toughness. But it makes sense. Like, I yeah. totally get where you're coming from with that. So, yep. Um, great set of stats. And then um, two of the other important things. And again, I just want to bring up the layout again. I love all of the empty space, but I also love when there's this, like, side page, like, uh, page design aspects to, to, yeah. to some of the pages. It also looks very nice if you're on spreads, which is how I look at it. So... I, I'm a I'm a, I'm right, a pages right. guy, yeah. But uh, the stream also prefers to be able to read it. So the stream, yeah, that. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So yeah. so so the two other uh, things we get are heart and uh, scars. So to talk about hearts, um, in addition to the four sets, himbos have heart. Heart is a measure of general well-being um, and a resource to accomplish feats. Might we talked about already? So heart is based on health, but it's also how to do awesome stuff. So. Yeah. A little bit of both so if you do too much awesome stuff you're also at risk for damage because damage goes against your heart so it's a very um your heart i love how important the heart is in this game first of all because it's called heart but also because it makes sense like it's yeah. a big deal you're and, a kind-hearted himbo you know yeah and that's where everything comes from you know deep inside um heart can never go above a character's max which is usually 20 um and when a uh, heart reaches z uh, zero they run out of stuff that makes them the them they're not dead, but they're knocked out and can't act until someone heals them because there is no death in this game. You just get knocked out. That's how it works. Yeah. Because him, himbos never die. Um, and uh, a himbo that falls to zero heart instantly takes a scar and will fully recover back to their max heart when it makes sense. Um, but when you take four scars, you have to retire and you likely become a hero. I love that. <laughs> yeah you retire and become a hero it's so funny yeah and that's like yeah. 
heroes are the problem. Heroes are trying to get you into dangerous situations and solve things with like brains and swords and stuff. Like, why? Um, but also the scars are really fantastic. Um, when you know you you get a zero, you lose a little bit of the magical thing that makes you a himbo. Um, their pure goodness of heart is corrupted and tainted by harmful vibes and leave a scar. So, yeah, someone in the chat said hero is a fail state. I love that, that being a hero is a fail state. Um, scars resonate with harmful vibes. Pretty good. Maybe in following, yeah, it's fantastic. Maybe in following a greedy or boastful hero, they become more greedy themselves. Maybe well, a moving speech about survival of the fittest, gross, um, uh, is uh, moves a scar about uh, superiority. Um, and uh, the player characters know best about their characters, so you can really define your scars. But there are some. Why don't you roll me some bad behaviors and weak thoughts that you might get from a scar on? Uh, okay. What was your himbo name? Throbbing. Uh, oh, it's uh, it's Throb Harding. So Throb Harding. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna roll two d tens. Uh, I got a three for bad behaviors, so jaded. Um, ha ha ha. And then eight weak thoughts, desire for glory. Just tired and jaded. Just wants to be wants to be great. You know, wants to be yeah. loved by beloved by the people. Good old throb. Um, I got uh, ten and seven, which is lazy and eye for an eye. So I rolled me, which is great. Um, but uh, uh, these are great. I love that stoicism is weak thoughts that you can fall into. Lesser evil. I like that lesser evils on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Patriotism. Yep. Yeah. The weakest, the weakest thought, patriotism. Yeah, patriotism, which which is just, uh, you know, uh, anyway. Um, Indoctrination. Yeah, ambitious, bitter, boring. Hey, did you say yeah, the Pledge like, of Allegiance today? Uh, every day, all day, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, something that no no other fucking country does. But um, but yeah, I I love that. Those are your scars. Those are your fail states. Is becoming vain and greedy and 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 you know lustful for power and um and and wanting glory. Like it's such a good like. This game is about being kind in a genuinely yeah. kind way. You know, and it's crazy that that is subverting a trope. Like yeah, being nice and good is a subversion, like crazy. So um, you also have special abilities. They're unique Kimbo powers. Some of them have synergies. So players will have to choose between focusing on a chain of abilities or mixing and matching, both of which are fun. Uh, you start with two abilities and gain another one each time you level up. Um, for even more chaos, the yeah. special abilities is conveniently a D20. <coughs> So why don't you conveniently uh, roll? Yeah, um, I'm gonna roll for Throb. I'm gonna roll his two starting abilities. Um, so I got Crafter on successful hand roll. Uh, you can create a common piece of gear from scratch to use while or when in focus. If you take this ability a second time, the gear you make is extraordinary. Very cool. And then the second one, I got rolled a 19. Um, horny. Uh, you grow horns or antlers when you have uh, ample room to charge someone before attacking. Your damage dies increase to the next size. Hell yeah! Love I'm a horny craftsman. My horny craftsman. I rolled a three and an eighteen, so I got uh, 
risky casting. The heart costs of spell casting are have for you, but your spell checks are rolled with disadvantage. Love that. I love risk reward choices. Um, and then uh, what did I get? 18. Ooh, angel on each shoulder. When you would gain a scar as a result of dropping to zero heart, one of the angels on your shoulders takes a scar away for you. After you use this ability twice, you lose it. That's nice. Wow. Really, yeah, really, really uh, protects you. Um, I liked, like, Dumb as Rocks is an opt carefree, like, redirect, you know. It's so good. Yeah. I like Patchwork. I hope. Siphon's a good one. 20. You can heal the heart damage of another by taking damage yourself, point for point. That's just, that is, that is pure himbo right there. That's pure himbo. Oh, or therapy. Remove the scar. Like, so good. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you heard what I was going to say there. I, I love that Patrick is definitely a nod to, to, uh, yeah. to, to Patrick world. Um, which is fucking fantastic, by the way, if you've ever, it's in and, in and of itself is a fantastic fucking game. But if you've ever wanted to, to get more into the PBTA or PPBTA style make success 2d6, it is such a good guide to running. It yeah, up. there's so, a lot of thought processes in Patrick, Patrick world where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is good. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. Yeah. It, it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. Like I said, it, even just as a guide to to running those styles of games, well, it is so well done. But in and of itself, is a great game. Right, um, tell us about skills. 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 Oh, okay. So skills are talents and tricks a himbo has learned. For each skill that applies to a role, the player the players raise the players raise their target number by one. Um, during character creation, characters get four skills from their life path because there's life paths in this, or they can create four custom skills. I like I like the options to 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 I like the freedom. Um, yeah. You can also learn new skills. To learn a new skill, you must succeed at some kind of role uh, for which no current skill applies. If it's something they want to specialize in, that's not a generic action. They can give it a name and make it a skill. Love that. Love, love that. that. Character growth through play. We love mm -hmm. that. Emergent um, gameplay. Yeah, shout out Frontier Scum, you know? Yeah, Frontier Scum, anything Anavast has ever done. I mean, yeah. like, I love emergent narratives. Um, do you do you want to read about being hot? Yeah, you know it's undeniable that himbos are sexy. Um, it's not always intentional, but being large and helpful is hot. Um, you should play them as such, and when you do, uh, they get stronger. Uh, at the start of each session, each player rolls a d4 to determine their uh, heat. Um, heat can be exchanged. Yeah, how high you are can be exchanged to add one to any target number. Um, thus making it easier. Additionally, if you think uh, another character is doing something... Okay, this is my one gripe about this game, is that this is ridiculously good-looking and not ridiculously hot. Because I want it to be ridiculously hot. Um, but, whatever. If you think a character is doing something ridiculously good-looking, you can gift them a heat to add to their pool. Um, this, yeah, is definitely, so, this is definitely a Zoolander nod, though. I'm not... <laughs> um i'm gonna be honest i've seen zoolander like twice not that i didn't like it i did think it was very funny but i love zoolander i feel like this is, i feel like zoolander is like a perfect himbo like zoolander is actually a really perfect himbo um 
something, but, something um, ridiculously good looking. Yeah, okay. That's I gotcha. exactly what this is. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, Matt. Yes, Max says yes. This is definitely a Zoolander yeah. nod. So I, I think it's perfect, and we'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, you're right. I'm wrong. I do now appreciate it more. Um, yeah. Um, Hundred <laughs> percent Zoolander. I love Zoolander um, yeah, so much. Yeah, do you just want heat? Describe how your big bow action has a little extra spice. Um, this is your Baywatch moment. Um, oh yeah, this is your like you know glistening sweat, um, sunlight rolling off your biceps. Um, yeah, this is this is that moment. Um, mm. Fucking so good. It's just God, how great so would good. it to be Baywatch? It like like the number of things that you could run in this. Like you could easily like you said Fast and the Furious when we were talking with Max or, or Preestream. I don't remember. So fucking perfect because there's not one single time in ten movies where they do something smart. They literally are no, launching. It's always dumb. They are now superhero movies. All of them are superheroes that can yeah, launch cars out of It's all about the older ones, you know. Yeah, yeah. four, four before, but um, I'm running. Before. Okay, running this as baywatch would also absolutely 100 percent be fucking amazing can you imagine like making your lifeguard character and choosing the skills that you get and like slow motion running is like <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah perfect so good i also like uh, the gifting heat i like things that cause my player characters to interact in a positive way uh, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like and yeah fucking engagement. go off throb harding yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the the other great thing, too, about at the table, like one of the um, gosh, because, you know, we love 5e. Uh, the thing that sucks about 5e is um, many things, how how easy it is for players to disengage between their turns. Yeah, and that sucks. Like it, and I enjoy games like this. And one of the things that I do, uh, it's a plus sign. Um, one of the things uh. I do love about. 2d6 gm actions gm turns um is that sometimes like when a different player fails you take damage for it um and then um things like this also help keep players engaged at the table like you listen to what the other players are saying you can give them heat you can do various things to stay engaged at the table oh my god um and um boom um, and uh, uh, this is such a great way to uh, to have that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like did, we get to, did we get to the end? Oh, when you gift heat, answer one of the following questions. What are those? Oh. Uh, the following questions. Uh, what did you see that you really liked? Um, how did your viewing angle highlight the hotness of the moment? Which is the best question. Um, like what kind of bodily response are you experiencing? Um, how would you capture this moment via the arts ballad painting? So, so good. It's like, mm -hmm. it like there is like, you know, we, we talk about how like the tone reinforces the game and like a lot of games. And this is such a, this is such a peak example of like, the it, every step of this we go through has those like yeah like how how did it make you feel you know like yeah how, what if you were gonna write a song about it like how would that yeah. song go it's like oh perfect amazing it really yeah. reinforces like like the over the top camp like hot like yeah. person horny like yeah. what kind of bodily response <laughs> are you experiencing and it's literally like okay well I am sweating under 
Ooh, this shirt right now, <laughs> my heart you know, rate has uh, yeah, right? my heart rate is increased. I am holding a pillow in front of me strategically, <laughs> currently. That is what my body is doing. I, I love, I love, I love this. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's a good fucking time. It's a good so, fucking time. I I want to play this so bad. So gear, Ryan, tell us about gear. Okay, we got two types of gear in Himbos: common and extraordinary. I love that. Like, again, simplified. I, I don't have a massive fucking gear list with like a thousand different fucking values and shit to it. Um, common items are everyday objects and tools of the trade, adventure gear, weapons, clothing, stuff like that. Um, gear has, on the other hand, extraordinary gear has special properties. Maybe they're legendary or bestow great renown, things like that. Um, common gear adds one to the target number of rolls to which they apply. Like a grappling hook being used for climbing, extraordinary gear may add further bonuses or have supplementary effects. More damage, narrative, things like that. I, again, I love the D20 roll under and then adding the more tools you have, the more things you have, just make the roll easier for you. Such a, again, easy, great way to do it. Yeah. It's like, it's very easy to understand. Um, yeah. Nothing in here has been like, what? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, common gear candle knives cutlery trap anything you would have in a fucking adventuring pack right and the right. extraordinary is magic wand scrolls plate mail rings of power um thing not not you know uh, magic items but you know uh anything that it can go above and beyond just like basic shit which is really fantastic and again yeah super streamlined really really easy i really enjoy that um and then you got coin coin is just coin that's all it is. That's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it coin. Yep. <laughs> Rewards for good deeds, stuff stolen. Uh, common items generally cost one coin. If this seems too expensive for an item, consider selling it in a bundle or having one coin be worth the service over time. Um, extraordinary items can cost 10, 100, or even 1,000 coin. A standard quest might reward 10 coin. An extraordinary hat of umbrellaification. It keeps you supernaturally dry. Worth 20 coin. So... That's a general, like, at the end of adventure, 10 coin and uh, and an extraordinary item, which is a really, again, easy, streamlined way to, to do everything. With, I don't, like, if you can make a, a book as big as your book on magic items that have various different costs and things like that, like, not even magical, even mundane shit, I, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Um, so I like this. Um, I like this. Um, and then we got to getting bigger. You might be big, but you could always be bigger. Characters Hell level yeah. up when they have played. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Characters level up when they have played a number of sessions equal to their level. I love the I, lo I love the 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 cone, the tree, the things come from that. Level one characters levels up after one session. Level four levels up after four sessions. Um, uh, I easy. I just amazing. Like so simple, and it works so well. And you're like, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I always did with 5e. You know, once you get the grasp, I always speed leveled. Like after level one, you're, 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 uh, uh, after first session, you're level two. After the next session, you're level three or you're two sessions, you're level three. And then you just like go from there based on it. But like, I love that concept. And, you know, it makes sense that like the bigger and better you get, the more it's going to take for you to get bigger and better. It's again, streamlined, really enjoyable. So um, let's roll up, uh, let's roll up, uh, uh, what's it, Throb? Throb Harding? Yeah, so, roll Throb Harding. Uh, roll 3d20 in reference with tables to determine your traits. All right. Okay. Um, and then, so I'll read this through this once and then we'll do it. So then you roll 2d8 for each of your four stats. Um, you assign four extra stats. You pick a life path. You calculate your woe. 
You have hearth that starts at 20, you roll d4 for heat, d6 for starting coin, um, create and purchase gear, pick two specialty abilities, and give your bow a name. So we already did that. So uh, 3d20 and reference the tables below. It's big, your personality, and your physique. So what's what's big on you? Uh, 13. That is your arms. You got big, beefy arms. Typical. Typical hunter, mm -hmm. you know? Um, okay, then personality is 10. Um, creative. Uh, you're creative. Look at you. And then what is that? What is that physique? 16 like? is the physique ample. Ooh. Oh, the big boy. You're big and ample. Yeah. Um, You can have a hey, big man, listen, I don't go lift weights in the gym to get smaller, let me tell you. You know? <laughs> no. Uh, you can have a big presence, a big reputation, a big butt, big feet, big mouth. I mean, you could roll a 21 if you know what I'm saying. 20 is big weapon. <laughs> yeah. 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 We all we all know what. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh personality, earnest, merciful, things like that. Um, physique, soft, curvy, colossal, wayfish, chunky. You can be you can be uh, you can be uh, you can be a little himbo. Um, and then roll 2d8 for each of your stats. So roll uh, what? 8d8. Uh, Eight, fuck me, man. That's a lot of D8s. Um, I'm just going to do one stat. Or just 2D8 four times, yeah. Yeah. So first one is going to be eight. Eight breasts. Eight breasts. Ten. To those juicy lips. Typical. Uh, mm. Ten again. Mm. Thick thighs. Powerful thighs. I am ample. Um, mm -hmm. And then... Ten again, damn son, that is quite the bow you got there. Yeah, listen, my bow is uh, out of this world. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so then we'll go to life path. This is uh, one of the the. I mean, we're 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 about done. I mean, with with this because we don't read adventures. Um, we don't read adventures, but, and we don't usually do yeah. the the GM part either. But like, well, the life we path. Cool. Uh, we should go. We should go yeah. to life paths. Honestly, yeah, a hundred percent. So. Yeah, go for it. Do you want me to do life pass? Or you want to do life pass? Well, I already did special ability for um for Throb earlier, so I think he's pretty much made. You know. Okay. Um, well, so to go over life pass for for uh, for those out there, life pass give you details about your himbo's backstory, be it simple beginnings or deeds of legend. Uh, your character history is split into four segments, each requiring a role. These segments can span months or years, but they're all pivotal moments. Um, and each section of path comes from a comes with the stat boost and skill you learn. So feel free to mix and match. There's no need to stay on one path for all four segments, but if you want more cohesion on your backstory, keep it together. So to fill in the segment of your history, pick from Simple Beginnings or Mythical Mainsprings. Choose a roll of D4 for your subpath and then uh, a D6 for the specific result. So you already picked that, but it says Simple Beginnings. You come from simple, sturdy stock. Your folk work hard, speak plainly, and have uncomplicated wants. They found a trade, spent some time, and there you go. So you roll a d4, you get sweat plus heat, rural plus rustic, full of flavor, or a work of art for your simple beginnings. Um, and then it says, and or, for yeah, or mythical mainsprings. The other option, if you don't want simple beginnings, is um, you come from tales of legend, myth, monster, and great battles. You may have done terrible things or met terrible beasts. Your story is complex and anything but typical. So this to me is kind of the people that like did the hero thing already and they decided that they just want to be big old himbos now. 
versus starting out as like a, a simple himbo. And this is violent pasts, heroic folk, legendary people, and hunting monsters. So which which did you go with? Did you go with mythical mainsprings or did you go with simple beginnings? I think we're going with simple for Throb. Throb's from a simple beginning, you know? So okay. he's from Are you uh, gonna roll on this or did you already pick this rustic. up? Ooh, you went rural and rustic. So sweat plus oh, heat is. Let me tell you, if there if it if it's a number that's not die, I'm never picking. Um, the yeah. die is picking. So sweat plus heat is forged in the fire. So it's a lot of stuff about like the forge or learning a task and things, as we said. But you picked rural and rustic, and it says, "Who doesn't love a country bumpkin?" So that's what you picked, and then you rolled a d6 for your uh, for your sub path. Yeah, I got a two. When you aren't tending the field, you're tending to the field hands. You worked on a farm until whoever was in charge realized your plowing and hoeing happened in a different kind of bed. Uh, so your skills bedside manager, and I get to add one to lips, huh? You got a, you got real juice. You got ample lips. That's where it's at. <laughs> just, you know, I just the sexy. Oh. I'm the sexy farmhand. Let me tell you, you're the sexy farmhand. Yeah. As you wish. Um, oh, full man. of flavor I, honestly, is... Honestly, for this um, game, I would want to put a table together to play this game specifically. Like, I like my normal table, but I would want to create one specifically for this. Like, I, I need, like, I need a, a, a very varied group of people um, to Who's joke about it? being hot and sexy with, you know? Who's running it? Uh, I I don't know who would be running it. I guess let's probably let's... me. So. Let's play this shit. Listen, a uh, little little preview of uh, I'm just saying side quests. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but we do uh, we do even have a logo already. So I feel like this is going to be right there at the top of the list for uh, for for what's coming. So we'll see what happens. Um, so full of flavor is about cooking and food and things like that. Love that. Um, and a work of art is literally um, uh, it's not just your body that's an inspiringly beautiful weight. It's probably mostly your body. Love that. So um, <laughs> this is about, you know, dancing, being a model, things like that. Love that. So um, the other thing is the uh, mythical mainsprings. So uh, these are ones that I felt are really interesting and I like them. It is the part that I feel is like the the most, um, I don't want to say off theme, but it's like it's definitely different. This definitely comes from like a whole different place, as they said. Like this is you've already done shit it's more complex it's more off uh than the rest of it and 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 they already said that that is the intent but it's interesting so violent past you weren't always soft and caring each selection from the slight path comes with one scar and i love that you start with the scar because you did the thing already and then you became the himbo so um these are things like you once had an army with with and and led into countless battles or um, sometimes the ends justify the means and sometimes the means are violent, you know? So this is, this is definitely a little far this out is the there. Darker, um, this is the darker take on, this uh, is Lord Himbos. Himbos. Yeah. So, um, heroic folks, um, you know, you were hired to hunt a demon that had been terrorizing the locals. Like basically you, you were a hero before. So violent past sounds like you were a villain in the past. Heroic folks, you were a hero in the past. Um, legendary people, you've got friends in high places like the clouds. So these are um, uh, literally like the angry tree spirits ask for help. Who says no to the trees? You met a god, a little one. The circumstances surrounding your birth were suspicious. So these are people that might come from, you know, kind of divide. Like this is your Herculeses. Um, and then you have hunting monsters. So these are your monster hunters or your or monstrousness. So uh, really fun, interesting uh, sub backgrounds. I really, really enjoy those. Um, 
And then there's another quote here. This seems like an extremely solvable problem. We'll kick our way out, says Splint, <laughs> says Hunter, says Hunter every time. Um, and that's that's the fuck that's the game. That's it. That's the whole game. And you have Throb, Throb, uh, Throb, uh, Harding. Throb Harding. So yeah. or Throb Hardon. We'll call it that. That's a little too on the nose, though. I, think I like Harding. I think, I think I think Harding is is really good. Hard on is a really on the nose. It's I think too Harding... on the nose. Yeah, throb Harding. I was my first instincts were right. Also, yeah. like shout out shout out my ability to come up with a dumb name that works on the fly. Yeah. What were your two special abilities? Um, I was crafting and horny. So that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, a crafting makes sense for on this farm, you know. Um, yeah. And horny obviously makes sense. Also makes you sense were, for you how my life on the farm. So. Playing and hoeing. So, um, so this is chapter three. This is the guide tips. Uh, another piece of art here. Quickly run through a little bit of this. Uh, running yeah, a game of himbos yeah, yeah. should be a weird and wild time. Unlike some other fantasy RPGs, himbos doesn't ask the players to solve problems with logic and reason. It excludes mental stats or intellectually based mechanical solutions. The game asks players to create different ways to frame and respond to conflicts. If you're not used to running games with these philosophies, be kind to yourself and consider this as a chance for everyone to practice. I, I, I really love that. No, you do. Um, the world can be logical even if the characters aren't. Characters being at odds doesn't mean the players are. And death is not the ultimate threat, which we talked about. For games that track wounds or hit points, death is the ultimate consequence. But there's no death in these rules, and the stakes of your conflict should reflect that. Honor, beliefs, relationships, these are the compelling stakes that your game should threaten and explore. Um, it goes into a whole section about crafting adventures, which is really enjoyable, because I think it is. there is a slight difference for the way that you would, you would create this, since, again... Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be there's a, a slight shift you have to do to make those threats, not necessarily, you know, death and things like that. Yeah. Um, baddies and NPCs are unknown heroic stat of unknown heroic status. I mean, there's a lot of really good tools here. Um, and I love this zero to crossed out hero, zero to himbo, a few small quests. So we don't read the adventures, but I love that there are a number of like small little like yeah. encounters tips for it. Really, really well done. The 12th annual fresh meat games. Love that. Um, and uh, again, really well written adventures for each of those. And then we get to the character sheet. Um, I love stylized character sheets. I think this is such a perfect stylized character sheet. Oh, yeah. In, in practicality sense, I want like I would feel bad drawing over this like barbed wire tattoo. So uh, I want uh, maybe just a tiny bit more space in some places to, to write stuff in. But how I'm, it's basically for those that aren't looking, it's a giant back tattoo with like but little cheek action popping off the top. Um, and, uh, it's just so perfectly themed. And for those that, that got the book, um, and I talked about this on a random post before, first of all, there's also this pamphlet adventure, right? Um, but in the back is literally like a library card slot holder thing. And it comes with like four or five little character sheets that you can just like slot right into the little library card situation. Very cool. I love that. The thought... The thought that went into this game is so thoughtful. I mean, that's dumb, but yeah, like you understand what I'm saying. Like, there's I a definitely there was definitely a lot of thought and care put into this game, and it is it's fantastic. A, it's a game about being dumb and beautiful that's written really intelligently. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah. beautifully. Like it, it's yeah. really well done. I I love 
the back, the, 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 the pitch, the pitch. Himbo's Myth of Metal is a high fantasy, high camp role playing game. You know, uh, the rules center around a simple roll honor mechanic and prioritize narrative flair and cinematic descriptions. Himbo's is inspired by many classic fantasy properties, but leans towards a more garish, salacious, and queer, gay or odd, pick your fighter, uh, style of play. It's also gay a little horny. odd. Yeah. I pick both. It, it, yeah. I love it's definitely a little bit horny. Heat is so good. And that's 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 a motherfucking game. I I I I love the game as a game i want to play a big dumb horny character um that is always going to try to do good things but mechanically i really enjoy this it's a good game like it is a good game it's good at what it does definitely but also it's just a good game that's Um, i mean that's 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 the thing like it's just good like it just really is like it's just really really good so let's, I, let's I say think... you wanted to go out and get himbos right now. Let's say you want a physical copy. Well, they have them uh-huh. on uh, Ratty and Cantati. Um, love, a, love Ratty and Cantati. A fantastic shop. They're thirty yeah. bucks right now. Um, yeah. Well, which so is... don't forget they're connect. They're Canadian. Oh yeah. Well, it's thirty Canadian bucks right now, which is what twenty. Well, the good thing about the good thing about Canada is it is North America. Um, and the cost savings you get in USD versus CAD, um, there is obviously an increased shipping because it's coming from another country. It pretty much it pretty much evens out for the most part, um, which cool. is which is cool. But I bought a lot of stuff from Randy Cantati. Amazing shop, really amazing owner. Um, uh, definitely worth grabbing from them just because to support uh, a great shop too. But yeah, do you have do you have the physical of this? I don't have it actually. I was just buying it right now. <laughs> oh, you can also get them from Max. So uh, also just do that. I I think I think we I think this we can review this. this is it not a zine? It's a sixty page book. Do you want to do a it quick is sixty review pages? Of this? Right. So it's over our yeah. like zines and around thirty something. So, um, gosh, where I need to? We're not prepared at all for it. <laughs> no, there I just we go. You know, oh, we are. I prepared. just yeah. No, I had it, but you know what? I completely forgot to do was uh oh i'm boom. kirby you you were kirby earlier and i was like i kind of knew i was gonna forget to do this so this is hunter not kirby although kirby is wow amazing. kirby comes on for one episode take over for me i'm just and fuck I just, me i guess <laughs> yeah you know what <laughs> fuck you hunter um anyway so yeah so this is a game so um uh so uh real quick rundown again for those that don't know this we do review games we are going to be sitting down and talking about um uh zines because this this the way we set this this grading system up we decided it does not work for zines it wouldn't do it justice we're going to create a different one we're going to be talking about this week and then we're going to do an episode where we go back and re-review all of the zines we've already done i think there's like probably like 18 of them we're gonna chew through that real quick um probably just have three scores but this is five scores you we get art and style layout and function rule set and crunch originality and value there are um 10 points available for each five is not bad it is literally just bang average which is again not bad it's just average um and uh, you'll notice a lot of our scores are like you know 35 and up it, because honestly, we don't really review bad games, and I don't want yeah, to see here we, bash like, we, a game on the internet. We pick the games that we talk about, and so it's like so, none of them really suck because we're picking, you know, maybe good we'll games, pick up like yeah. an old, like early two thousands, late nineties tabletop yeah. game sometime, just so we can shit on it, so we can create a lower. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll make a twenty five or something like that. Um, but anyway, so art and style is about um, 
uh the art yeah, we'll do we'll do gerps <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck no um maybe they'll actually read it um but uh, art and style is about the art um in the game and the style of the art um uh, and the style choices within the game itself not about the layout layout um or the the style of the layout but not like the tools right so layout and function specifically is about the readability it's about usability tools navigation ribbons bookmarks all those things that we talked about specifically it's about the layout and the function of it as opposed to the style of it um rule set and crunch is if it is a new system um is it good if it is an adapted system how well is it adapted and crunch is if we feel that the game has the uh, amount of rules necessary to play the game that we're reading originality is a very broad open stat um or, or open score um that can be any of those things or all of those things or more um is it a new idea if it if it's an old idea is it done in a different way those kind of things and value is more than just the cost it's the bang for the buck like do you get more than just the book are there third-party licenses or is there is there uh, third-party material are there character sheets are there maps like are there adventures it's 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 a value to get for 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 buying the game and what you get from more of it so starting with art and style so there's not a ton of art in the book um yeah. the cover obviously is beautiful um outside of that we talked about you know getting into layout a little bit we talked about how clean and big um the pages are so a, a lot of times what we find is like the higher the art score the lower the layout score is going to be and the lower the layout score the higher the eye score can be um because it's kind of hard to do a little bit of both and i feel like this yeah. is one of those ones where there's less art but that contributes to how good the layout is yeah the layout's um, really nice so i mean yeah. art i think the art the art is that's in here is good um i you know i enjoy the pieces there's not a ton of it for sure but the art is good yeah, there's one, two... You can go several pages without there being any... Oh, there art. can go a lot of pages. One, two, three, four... There, I think there's maybe... Maybe five, five art pieces throughout the entire book, um, plus the cover. So as far as, like, quantity over quality, again, each one of these is taken individually... And that's why you look at the total score. So when just because something might have a lower score based on some things, it is not because it's bad. It is just, again, comparatively, objectively, mixed with yeah. subjectivity. The, so, this one's going to take a hit because of the amount of art, not the quality yeah. of the art. Right? Exactly. Like, that's why it is art and style. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I still think this so, is a strong six. You know? Yeah. I think easy. It's above easy. average. I, it, so it is. a Yeah. I think the quality is above average. I think. So when we we also look at things in relation to other games. So tens are basically basically fucking art books. You know, They're we're talking books. about. Yeah. We're talking about Merkborg, which is considered art punk. We're talking about something like Warpland, where like the so like every single page, like even Cyber Metal, where like every fucking page is like completely different. Yeah. So I think I think art and style six. Yeah, I think six or seven. I think. um I think the cover is really, really fantastic and beautiful, and I think the style is really ingrained well. Um, I think you had a couple more pieces, and it would bump it up to a seven for me. But I think this is a strong six. I think, I think just because of the the amount that I agree with you. Although the style is fantastic, it does take a hit just on the amount. And again, that's not bad. It's because when we go to layout, that is where uh, what we love about it really shines. So yeah. Yeah. So layout and function. So we've already talked about it. Hyperlinks. Fuck yeah. Bookmarks. Fuck Bookmarks. yeah. The readability is nice so... and easy to look at. Oh you my know? god. I, I the pages. Everything we said about it. It's not 
black on white. It's black on a nice parchment that's nice on your eyes. The purple pops are out. The the I why like am the I blanking? Pops. Why am I blanking on what these things are called? The um, you know what I'm talking about? The paneling. Uh... This yeah, this situation on the side here. Those are perfectly well, perfectly used. Um, the ribbon in the actual book is a huge function tool. Really, really, really love seeing that. And I love the character sheet holder in the back. I think this all contributes to function, um, which is really, really fantastic. So nothing will ever beat Troika, so it's not a 10. Um, it doesn't have color-coded sections or or any of those kind of tools. The the PDF doesn't have the 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 links that go back to the previous chapter and things like that. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I, I think this is an easy eight. Yeah, I think this for me, I think it's like a like a strong seven light eight. I, I'm fine with an eight on this. I think the the ribbon, the character sheet holder in the back. I'm like, ah, oh, the character sheet holder in the back. That is, oh. that is a pretty that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But not only that, even just the layout of itself, like I think this is so perfectly well done in, as we said before, how to use art minimally in a book and still make a gorgeous book right like yeah absolutely it's so 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 well done so to me uh, to me uh, this is like an easy eight you know um and, and again that's not it's just because there are things that go above and fucking beyond and and other things so um rule set and crunch crunch i, I mean perfect yeah i mean yeah, it's really, really, really good. <laughs> There's as many rules as I want there to be. The rules are all very good. They all lend to a style of gameplay that this is trying to achieve. Um, there are interesting rules. The window of error, the, the kind of like gradient success that you find maybe a 2D6 system. Um, I love that. Um, the, the, the moments of being a hot himbo and that like, you know, being hot, being like a way to like make it easier for you to succeed um, your heat, you know, uh, there's yeah. just so many things in here that make sense and are, are like unique rules that work really well with this. And that you could like, yeah. you know, you could rename the rule, you know, and, and take it out. This could be, you can make this an SRD, like honestly, and just be like, these are the mechanics and like, like you can label them however you want. Like it's a really, it's a really solid D20 roll under, but not just D20 roll under like, like, uh, um, like whatever Troika would call theirs, like where you add stats together to create that target roll under target right. and set roll under stat. Um, yeah, this works incredibly well. Um, yeah, I like you said. I mean, it basically is an SRD. Really, if you just change like the 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 names of the stats themselves, like it's written in a very clear, concise way. Yeah. But two two of the things that I love the most about it. One, I, I've said multiple times, it is all the rules that I want and um, but are written in such a way that I can engage with them as much as I want without feeling like I'm breaking the thing, not in like a 5e, like kind of just like build your own fucking game kind of way, but in like a they're everything I need and get out of my way when I don't need them. Um, and um, and second, we say this over and over and over and over again, the game's rules really define how a player is going to engage with the game the concept that system doesn't matter is something that i couldn't disagree with less i yeah i, think I, it I completely disagree with it which is funny because i think early on at some point i was like no i agree system doesn't really matter and now i'm like no I it think, totally does well like, i think it's the framing i think i think it's i think a lot of yes. it comes down to framing because like it's when you're framing. writing an adventure yeah 
when you're writing an adventure to system always matter no like you can write amazing absolutely um, uh, uh systemless adventure that you can put in anything you want but at the end of the day you know as we said when you're playing a game the game's rules are going to influence the way that players interact with the game. So when you do something like 5e, where they have a whole page in the beginning that says, make it what you want, do what you want, but then let me give you 150 pages on how if you do anything not exactly how this is, you're basically breaking the game and have to home rule, homebrew your entire fucking thing, right? That does not do this. This is done in a perfect way. Every aspect of the rule set um, uh reinforces the way the intent that max had when writing the game and doing it like as you said heat is such a perfect fucking example heart is such a perfect fucking example heart's a good example heart is a really good example you know especially like pushing it rolling under heart do something above beyond very very cool also just the the stats the stats are like they are stats right but like you don't have to use them how they're defined like no you know like yeah be creative yeah and then and then so so written for this game specifically super well done and then as you said as an srd just fucking good this is between this and slipgate which we did last week right. like there are two variations on d20 systems that i would actually fucking play and i love this one i love whoa i love the um just it just just, just i love it all it's just so good. This is how a D20 system should be written. This is how a D20 system should be run. Like to me, I don't know how you feel about this, but to me, this is a nine. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I'm like strong eight, light nine. You know, I'm always I'm always indecisively in between. But yeah, I think a nine is a good one for this. I, I really do enjoy this. Um, and it just yeah. it doesn't overreach. I'll use all these rules playing this game. Like there's no that- rules that are getting left out. So that's exactly what it, it doesn't overreach at all. Like it's everything that you need and even things that you didn't know you needed. But now that you see it, you go, mm, yes, I will use this yeah, now. Totally. Like, like I'm going to take stuff out of this and use it in other games. So, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? like easily, like every D20 system I use from now on is going to have whoa. Like, because it's something that we already did, but this is written out in a structured way that makes it so easy to use. Absolutely. Yeah, and nine's the highest we're ever really going to get for a rule set. I can't imagine a rule set where we both just go, fuck, this is a hard 10, because I feel like we're, we're so similar, but there's a slight difference that I feel like yeah. rules-wise, we're always... I, I would love to find the game that we both go, fuck yeah, hard 10. But for me, for me, this is this is a nine, objectively, for the rules, for the crunch, for, for everything for it. Um, and then originality. When's the last uh, time you got a, to play? It's an incredibly original take on the concept. Like, you know, we, we talk about it, like we talked about with Max, we talked about before, like genre emulation, right? And there's like doing it there. Hold on. I said something really clever once. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about though, right? <laughs> yeah. Someone quote that. Hey, I, I said something really clever once. One time yeah. I had one statement where it was like the difference between like, um, like paying homage to a genre and like, uh, being a being a derivative of the genre or being like inspired by it, um, and this is a great example of something that's paying homage to a genre, to a type of game, to like. Um... <laughs> Max is in the chat and said, "Hold on, I said something really clever once as a whole himbo's adventure." <laughs> it is. It is. Um, but yeah, like I think that uh, there is a, a style and type of game that we like all of us who have fun tables have played before, but this like really strikes at the heart of it. Um, and it is, it's like 
it's more raunchy and i mean that in a good way and it's more like it's more queer and it's more camp it's camp odd and like it's really good i think camp is a camp camp is a perfect way to describe everything you just said totally yeah like it's and not only that like as a game as you said it's campy fun Right. But you get to play a character that's generally the sidekick and literally the fail state is becoming the 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 like the, the main hero. Character. Yeah, the yeah, protagonist. Which yeah. is which is fucking fantastic. And then but then originality, like we said, is across like all of these things, right? Right. And then when we look at the even the rules and the way that they're written, you know, because again, it's 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 a D twenty system, but it does have that target number it does have like you roll 2d8 for stats which is really interesting and different but it makes yeah. sense in the system options for dice chains like as far as like a rule system i like we 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 just talked about it but that there's a lot of levels of originality in that they're that fantastic especially in things like heat and heart which which are so important um and again i've never i haven't played a game i mean I, and i know they exist like i've seen games that are kind of like whatever but like i haven't played it i haven't seen it this this it's 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 great. Uh, wh- where do you it sit is. on originality for this? I mean, because it's not just even in like there's uh, there's you know, I'm I'm again I'm with originality where I was at rule set and crunch. I am right between eight and nine. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like so we did a year of this already. Then we did a review, and I feel like coming into the new year we should be maybe a little bit harsher on things, but also a little bit more rewarding on things. Like it's as, getting like, a one. Like, <laughs> right but like art and style is a good example of that like you know i love the art but there's like five pieces in the book so it, yeah. it has to take a ding but for originality i mean me, kirby and i gave 10 to slipgate last time because of for all of the reasons i'm saying on this um i feel like you gave a 10 without me there that's fucked up so i know i know but it, it's not for it's something we've already given 10s i would never have given the first 10 without you that's um, i really appreciate that genuinely yeah. so but but we've given like like two or three tens out before for originality i mean i'm also again at a nine for this i think between the rules and the intent and like everything like that like yeah i this i have like a really before. good execution this is a really good intent versus execution honestly like yeah um this game sets out to do what it does and it does it um it does it it does it so yeah. well like it does it so well um and then value how much did you say how much did you say this was it's 30 bucks um uh, on ratty uh i don't uh, it's let's see i had the itch page pulled up for so long um max is there a third party yeah where's the other place it's ten dollars on itch for a 60 page pdf is a it's a good that's a solid deal there's no license in here but we know from max specifically that they're very anti-copyright so i can only imagine that literally means do the fuck ever you want right (laughs) um God, I love the purple. I love the purple in this so much. Um, it's all Creative Commons. Yeah, it's all Creative Commons. Um, does um, on Ratty does the pamphlet adventure come with it? Oh, I don't have any idea. Let's see. Ooh, I click. I clicked off of Ratty because I. I'm a real small brain guy, you know. Hold Just right there. click, reopen last tab, and then you're good. And then, um, 
not only that with the book so yeah yeah so max oh yeah. i think it does come with the it does i think so it's yeah. in the picture and then it comes with the character sheets in the back and everything so, oh, so it's, 30, it's 30 dollars for a pamphlet adventure character sheets and the book hmm that's, that's a value. pretty good that's a value and again on usd you know but then mix like shipping and stuff like that but also i mean the other thing is max is also canadian so like it's still coming from canada no matter what um you know the shipping but but just taking it objectively and then you know you could be in canada in this game too uh, that's a it's a it's a solid value creative commons pamphlet adventure character sheets 60 page beautifully done book with a ribbon i mean i think that's a solid value um like i'm at least a seven on this like at least a seven yeah on this. i'm seven eight on this one yeah i think i think um Oh, not to try to sway you, there is another free pamphlet on itch to play the game. And, well, not only that, Ooh. on top of that, how many adventures were actually in the book? We're talking about what there was at least yeah, like two a, or yeah, three Yeah, there are the a handful of the small adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so strong you're about, eight. We're the you're strong like, eight. You're talking about like five. I'm a strong seven and then eight on this, but I'm going eight on this because I think the things that like also add to value are things like that we've given points for before or like online character generators and things like that things that this doesn't necessarily need but other things have so so you yeah. know objectively um but you know we're not like we're talking about like you know we'd look something like Merkborg, where there's the scum birther there's whole adventure like the dngn like the dungeon one there's like all sorts of things like that so that would get to 10 i think eight is really solid for this in the fact that you get all the adventures you get the character sheets it's extremely reasonably priced um and in the ribbon man um i think eight's a yeah, solid you do regardless. love a ribbon i do do you not do you not i do but you love a ribbon bro i do love a ribbon multiples are even better give me three ribbons in a game and you know but like also for the gm the ribbons are so nice you know what i mean because you can just like flip it, it's all about the navigation it's all about the navigation tools you know um if i'm gonna play the game my brain needs help you know yeah um so we're at a 40 you know i have to add it up anyway yeah, I don't know why you don't trust me. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that once I start, I have to finish. Um, so 40. So interesting because Slipgate last week, which is also another of my like, most recent like favorite games, got a 40. But the stats on that one are very different, right? The art and style on that one got a high score and the value got a low score because it didn't have all of the accessories and things that come with this game. Right. I mean, the other thing, too, is it's also a hardback fucking it's a hardback book with a ribbon. And the yeah. pamphlet for 30 bucks. I mean, the value on this is crazy. And again, Creative Commons and all the adventures that come with it. I think that is a fucking, I think that feels exactly where it should be for this. And I don't think it should go much higher because as soon as you start adding more art to it, I think you start to lose a little bit of the layout stuff for it. I agree. Um, yeah. I think um, uh, 40 sounds fantastic. So this is Himbos of Myth and Metal from Maxwell Lander. Um, if you're listening to this episode, please yeah listen to the the previous episode where we did get to sit down and have a wonderful chat with max um fantastic human being with a very so interesting cool. life and yeah. a lot of skills um definitely want to follow them and follow the stuff that they're putting out between hand baskets and, and everything else coming down this is really fantastic i'm so glad we got to do this one i'm so glad we got to talk to max about this one um i've wanted to do this one for a while i'm so glad you was excited about it as i yeah, was I'm, glad, I'm, I'm thanks for because originally we talked about this in the weekend i couldn't do it i was like no way hold on, i really want to be there for this one so thanks for yeah thanks for working around my bad schedule as always this is this is a great fucking game um yeah. 
it's also a little horny i i it's just very it's great so that's our episode for the week i have no idea i literally have no uh, did we even pick a game for next week hold on i'm pulling up the hold on I'm hold pretty on positive we haven't i don't think I we have any plans have. yeah uh, oh i'm out of town next weekend so Oh, fuck. Maybe we'll have another guest. Uh, maybe Kirby will be back. I can just like get that fucking Hunter name right out of there and Kirby's already ready to go. Um, so uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do next week. So we're either going to take a break or I'll find a, um, a uh, guest host or something like that. Um, and that'll be that. So that is our episode. Again, Max, you're a wonderful human being. Thanks so much for coming on. Hunter, you beautiful himbo you. Um, I will see you, I guess, in two weeks. Um, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to all of you later. Definitely check us out on all our socials. And guess what? For all you listening, because I know know you've been waiting on the edge of your seats for months i finally updated the instagram so i can say with pride now you can find us on instagram at the.weekly.scroll um definitely check out the uh read the fucking manual podcast from max and aaron king um you can find us also on weekly underscore scroll on twitter that's where you're going to get most of our information and please go sub to us on the adventure archive we've passed i think we're close to like 720 subs now which is really fantastic to see our goal is to try to hit a thousand this sometime this year which would be cool um and then uh we'll just take it from there that is us this is the weekly scroll this is the adventure archive that was max that is hunter i am ryan you guys all have a wonderful day bye bye